Welcome to day 54 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. We're working our way, uh, not simply through the New Testament this year, but through the entire biblical story, highlighting uh, the narrative passages that uh, carry the story along. So we've selected about 260 readings uh, from both Old and New Testament, uh, taking us all the way from uh, the garden to the new heavens and the new earth in, in the book of Revelation. And, of course, we've come to a big part of the book of Genesis, which is a very formative book for us. The theology of creation, the theology of being created in God's image for God's purposes to live our life under the gracious rule of God and uh, the fall and the consequences of the fall and the way that sin uh, marks every bit of the story from here on out uh, to, uh, to this moment. Uh, in Egypt, where God is preserving His people, and not only preserving His people, but blessing, as He promised, all the nations of the earth uh, through one of the sons or the great grandsons of Abraham, uh, a man by the name of Joseph, from a brash 17 year old to, as Cindy pointed out, nearly 50, but we're going to give him 45 mm-hmm. uh, here, uh, and a humble ruler over all of Egypt. So even when he drives his chariot, men run in front of him and say, bow down or make way. Genesis chapter 44. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the the story. We thank you for the drama. We thank you for the confidence we we get in in looking back many years later, millennia later, and, and seeing how your hand is uh, move to keep your promises and to preserve your people. And uh, we are encouraged by the fact that you sovereignly are working in the highs and lows of our life and in the moments when it seems like we're forgotten that you still remember. And uh, Father, we thank you that you are, as in the story of Joseph, you're working all things together for our good, for those who are called according to your purposes. Father, as we read your word today, may we be shaped by your word for your purposes and for your glory. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Genesis 44. Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house, fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack, then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver for his grain. And he did as Joseph said. As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Go after those men at once, and when you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing that you've done. When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them, but they said to him, Why does the Lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found in the mouths of our sack. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die, and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. Very well. Then he said, Let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. Then they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. 
Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before them. Joseph said to them, What is this you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find out things uh, by divination? What can we say to my Lord? Judah replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves. We ourselves and the one who is found to have the cup. But Joseph said, Far be it for me to do such a thing. Only the man who is found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in peace. Then Judah went up to him and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak a word to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servant, Do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, We have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and he is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so that I can see him for myself. And we said, My Lord, the boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you told your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my Lord had said. Then our father said, Go back and buy a little more food. But we said, We cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother is with us will we go. We cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me. And I said, He has surely been torn to pieces and have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too and harm comes to him, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. So now if the boy is not with us when I go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees what the boy, sees the boy isn't here, he will die. Your servants will bring down the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. I said, if I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in the place of the boy, and let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that that would come on my father. Of course, we leave you with a wonderful cliffhanger here uh, all weekend. Uh, Just a reminder that we've given you some psalms to read (laughs) tomorrow, and uh, we'd love to worship with you as a larger part of God's family uh, on Sunday as we continue our journey and being shaped by the Word. But you're going to have to hold on to the story right there, no reading ahead uh, under any circumstances uh, whatsoever. You do see, you do see, ultimately, you know, a change in the heart of Judah here. Uh, he is, is willing, you know, once he was willing uh, to, you know, sell Joseph into slavery just out of irritation mm-hmm. with him. Here he's willing to become a slave to Joseph, mm-hmm. ironically, mm-hmm. Uh, in order to save the life uh, of, of Benjamin. Finally, see a little bit of flaw in Joseph as well. You know, yeah. Deceit that he, you know, we've hinted at it, but I mean, we see it right here. But I, I love the the question um, in verse four, where it said they had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, "Go after these men at once, and when you catch up to them, say, why have you repaid good with evil?'" You know, and and it's it's deceiving. You know, but the question, you know, really gets reframed throughout the rest of this story is why should why should you know God repay evil with good and that becomes really the driving question of of scripture is why would why would god in christ jesus repay those who are evil with good 
you know, and, and so you love uh, we, you love this. We hate to get to the punchline, but you know, know the punchline of this whole story is going to be what they intended. You know, they they certainly had mm-hmm. uh, sown evil you know, in their lives and what they had done yeah. to Joseph before. But uh, the punchline of the story is what they they intended as evil. They had every evil intent in the way that they acted toward Joseph. Uh, God intended for good for the salvation of, of many, mm-hmm. and so you you will see that you know kind of you know come to you know fruition in, in us. This is one of you know this is you know, I I think the longest speech in Genesis, yeah. uh, you know that uh, is recorded in the book of Genesis, and it is a eloquent plea from Judah you know to Joseph uh, with all the humility and the tact you would need you know in approaching. Uh, the most powerful or the second most powerful man uh, in the world at the time, which happened to be their brothers and, of course, the compassion for his father and the misery for his father, even though you know, there, there is that you know, kind of tension. My father had two sons he really loved. I'm not one of them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't want to see my father go down to the grave in misery. So either we all stay here or I stay here, but let's, you know, let's not cause this to happen to the no, father, my father. I mean, Judah, the, the, such a fitting character for kind of this closing scene leading to this kind of big reveal that we'll see on Monday. But the guy that kind of started this. nobody it, should read it, ahead yeah, under, under any circumstances. I already read ahead, actually. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> but he's the kind of one that started this whole thing, and now we see as it's beginning to come to a close, he's the one that is pleading with Joseph um, and, and, in a sense, kind of bringing this to a close as well. And so just, as we've said, so kind of cool to see how God's at work potentially even kind of changing and, and transforming Judah here uh, from being someone who's selling his brother, you know, murdering his brother to now potentially offering himself in place uh, of his brother. And so we see him growing, but also see glimpses of the gospel there. And mm-hmm. so it's just really cool to see everything coming together. Mm-hmm. Kind of echo that, just seeing, like you said, just uh, Judah you know, we have the, the far greater Judah is Jesus in our lives who has offered himself, yeah. but he stood in the gap and, you know, made himself, you know, the sacrifice. And, uh, yeah, Judah is rising to a the, There's no doubt as flawed as, flawed as Judah is. I mean, yeah. And we've, you know, through the week pointed out his flaws. Uh, he will be the one through whom uh, the royal line comes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one born out of the royal line will be David and another born out of the royal line will be Jesus Mm -hmm. and he will ultimately you know give his life in the place of another and uh, and in the place of that another was each one of us or those Mm -hmm. who by faith come to know Christ and come to know his salvation and it's of course more than a life for life it's a gracious invitation into a relationship with God in which uh, we receive the fullness of his abundance Mm I you know the I like the little cup incident you know the first time you know Joseph describes it he doesn't say anything about divination uh, you know and, but later you know they, that's not only the cup I drink out but this is a cup you know I do divination with and of course a guy like me would know you know what's happening yeah. you know with you because I planned every step of it because <laughs> I told <laughs> the entire <laughs> stuff the entire ago. the entire way it's divinely told me it's working out you know it's working out perfectly but he is. Uh, I don't think you know divination was ever a part of you know his <laughs> life, especially the way he describes the cup in the first instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he is playing he is playing the role, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it is uh, kind of a scary role you know that he is playing. 
Well, uh, we wait eagerly for Monday, uh, but um, until then, uh, Cindy, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you for um, how this story continues to unfurl. Father, we thank you that we're seeing, even though these are very flawed characters, Father, we're seeing hints of uh, graciousness and uh, hints of, you know, your spirit, Lord, of redemption and reconciliation. And those are all good things, Father, good things that we uh, want to see in our own lives and that you've provided for us. So we thank you for the story. We thank you where we find ourselves in the story. And uh, it's because of Christ. And in his name we pray. Amen. 